Welcome to You Matter Podcast, a podcast designed to help women be restored and renewed and refreshed as we connect, encourage, and inspire each other on this journey called life. I'm your host, Pastor Diane Burns, and founder of Woman to Woman Magazine. Today, we are blessed and honored to have Minister Aaron Wilmer as our first guest. Can someone say amen to that? Amen to that. (laughs) Welcome, welcome, Minister Aaron. We are so happy to have you. How are you doing? I am great, Pastor Diane. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm, you know, we try, we're on a journey and I'm so glad you were able to come along with us on this journey. Yes, ma'am. I am humbled and delighted to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, you are welcome. I tell you, uh, Minister Aaron is just a woman of substance. She's just uh, a, a Proverbs 31 woman. She can do it almost all. And I tell you, she's going to bless you. And so we're going to get started. We're going to let her tell you a little bit about herself, who she is, what she does, uh, just her her whole tribe, her family, just her whole life. So you go ahead, Minister Aaron. First, I love the Lord. I love him with all my heart. My desire is to walk a life, live a life that is pleasing to him. That's where I start and I end my day with every day. I am then, I am a, so I'm a daughter of the Lord Jesus Christ. Then I'm a wife um, to my husband. I'm a mother to my four children, uh, Judah, Josiah, Joy, and Jaina. And then lastly, I am a business owner. So um, I am a 24-year Navy veteran. I joined the Navy when I was 17, um, retired back in 2012. And then I uh, started my career as a financial advisor with Edward Jones. And I've been doing that for the last 10 years. Wow, um, I tell you, SS, go ahead. Uh, well, I was just going to say, I'm an, I am an ordained elder in our church. Um, we've been a licensed ordained elders for quite some time now. We, we are servants by nature and by heart. Right, right. Amen. You mentioned the fact that, first of all, you have, I know you're married to um, Mr. S- elder Steve. And how long have you guys been married? We have been married forever. No, and forever. Okay, that's a good thing. There's no number, just forever. Okay. You know, you know, forever. Okay, forever. I like that. We've been married twenty-three years. Twenty. Oh my goodness! Congratulations. And and you said you have four children, right? Right. We have four. Um, Judah, who is 19, um, will be going into the Navy. He has not left yet. Um, Josiah, 18, he is um, at the Merchant Marine Academy. Right. And Joy, 14, Joy, and Jaina, 12. So wow. the two girls are still at home with us. Well, that's a good thing. So you got two each, two girls and two boys. So your quiver is definitely full, right? Ma'am, yes, yes, ma'am. yes, yes. Well, that's a blessing. And you said two of uh, one is already in the merchant marine, and the other one is going into the military. Is he going into the navy or army or what? What's the navy? He is going into the navy. Okay. So we have two of our sons that will be serving. Oh, that's good. Well, you came from servant, and your husband came from servant too. So you guys are just a servant family. That's a blessing. That's a blessing. And the girls are doing good. 
The girls are doing well. They are, they are, well, you know, you have a daughter, right? So yes, they, yes. they, um, they have personalities and opinions and all of that. And, uh, and they keep me on my knees. <laughs> oh yes. Yes, ma'am. I only have one, but I stay on my knees a lot. So I definitely know what you're talking about. Wow. That's a lot. So you, they've graduated and now you've got two almost gone and two at home too. So I know there has to be an adjustment as a mom, letting your kids go. And we're going to get into the finances, but man, you are learning to, um, I guess, leave and click, click, leave, let them leave as they go. And so, but two at the same time, I know there was a lot of prayer and uh, just a lot of uh, trusting God as you release them to the next level of their lives. Yeah. And, and I guess I would say to all of the parents out there is that is, is we have to trust that we laid a solid foundation. You know, we have right. to trust that we that we, we pointed them in the way that they should go. And, and, and it's up to them to go that way. And if they decide not to go that way, it's not a failure on our part. You know, right. um, we, we laid a foundation and, and I know the Bible says that if you lay a solid foundation that when they're, when they're, when they're older, they'll return. They won't, they won't, you help me out, Pastor Diane, but it, it right. says no, they, they, they won't, de- they, they'll return. They won't depart they from yeah. that. Right. Yes. And so, yes. Um, so we, we, we know that we've laid a solid foundation and um, doesn't, doesn't hold back the tears, but it gives us a peace knowing that we, that we did what we were supposed to do. And we can stand before God and say, we did what you told us to do with these kids. You know, we, right. we know that we've done what we were supposed to do. Amen. Well, I tell you, God's word is always comforting and it keeps us uh, stable and keep us sane at times, you know, because all we can do is trust him with all our heart and don't lean to our own understanding. We just keep after acknowledging him in all our ways or even our kids ways. We just have to keep trusting him. So I know those type of words can really help parents understand, uh, that season of raising kids and allowing them to go. That's why I say you, you got, you got a lot going on in your life right now. And I know God is the one that's securing you. You also recently last year lost your mom. And I know that was a, that was a, you know, an adjustment that was hard. I know you was close to your mom. You doing good. And just the loss process of it is that that's like a daily um, that, that's, that's a process. That's a process. It's a, yeah. It's definitely a process. It's, um, um, and, and, and I don't know if you know it, but my mom passed away in September and then my spiritual mother, um, who raised me ever since, I guess we were, uh, I was 29 when I met her. So I was, a, I just gotten married. So I was a young mother, a young wife, a young mother. So she raised me spiritually. She passed away just a couple of months after my mom. So I lost her and my mother in the same year. And, um, some days, you know, some days are are, are still kind of tough, but yeah. but I am learning that um, that God, He is He is He is everything. You know, He right, is right. He's, He's even in the grief process. Um, he He is He's that shoulder that I can that I can lay my head on. You know. Right. Um, he's that comforter when I need a hug. He's he's just he's just my everything, and not to take away from the grief process, but just not to get stuck in the grief right, process. Right, there was right. a, there was a period there where I where I did I got stuck, and I I right. was 
It was hard for me to get out of bed. It was hard for me to face the day. Um, but but God, he He held my hand through even through that, even through those hard days when it was right. hard for me to get out of bed. He was still right there with me, you know, telling me he loved me, telling me I'm going to get through it, telling me it's going to be OK. Right. Um, and, and, and to not, you know, you know, sometimes we could be so spiritual about stuff. Right, we, right. we think that because we saved and we we sanctified and we filled with the Holy Ghost that we ain't supposed to go through stuff and we ain't right. supposed to feel stuff, which is a lie from the pit of hell. You know, right? Most um, definitely. We, we the life happens to us, and how we navigate through that That's through those it. things is what is what makes us different from everybody else, you know? Amen. Amen. That is so true. I'm learning that I, I recently wrote something in the magazine say, uh, you don't have to know the way. You mm-hmm. just have to know that he is the way God is good. Even when life isn't good, mm-hmm. God is still good. And so we just still have to yeah. trust him that he is good and with us as we're going through our, mm-hmm. our season of, of distress or loss or hurt or pain. Mm-hmm. Just knowing that God is with us, that's just, that it brings a comfort to us. And so yes, yes. I'm and glad that his go ahead, I'm his, sorry. No, no, no. And his word his word is a comfort to us. He's our comforter, you know. And so mm-hmm. when we need him, he's there for us. So I, I really encourage I really appreciate you sharing that. I didn't know about your um your spiritual mother, but I tell you, in the hard times like that, only God can sometimes get you through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not only get you through, he can just get you up. Cause sometimes yeah. you don't want. <laughs> sometimes you don't want to get up, get you out know, of bed. <laughs> it, was, it was days when I just couldn't, I just could not get out of bed, and and he would just, he would be right there with me. And I may not have gotten up at eight o'clock, but I got up. You know, right, I, right, right. I may not have gotten up at one o'clock, but I got up. You know, amen, um, amen. Go ahead. Gave me comfort during that time was he does all things well. Yes, yes. No, because I, I struggled with why, Lord, you know, um, why now? And in, in 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 that scripture, he does all things well. And it and, and his well and my well are two totally different definitions. Right. You know what I'm most saying? Because he knows end from the beginning he knows the big picture. Right. You know, I'm just in my little bubble. <laughs> and right. um, he would just, I do all things well. well. Just because you don't agree with it, don't mean that it's not well. Well, it's, I, it's, know, well I know, well. I know. That yeah. trusting part is is just kind of hard because you know we want our way, and sometimes God said not 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 your way, but his 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 will, his will be done, and not our will. His way be done, and not our way. And so we're on a journey of just learning how to trust God, and so that's a blessing. I'm glad to see you up and moving and. Uh, just doing what God has called you to do. You also are a financial advisor. And um, so you you got the spiritual part that you want to help people, but you also want them to help take care of their finances. I tell you, money is real, isn't it? And yes, a lot of times uh, we don't know how to manage money. And so when we don't know how to manage money, money manages us. And so I want you to just give us a, some, just some nuggets how can you help a woman today or a listener today to understand that you have not always had your act together in money and that, you know, you've learned some things and, uh, you know, being a financial advisor doesn't make you perfect. It means that you want to help people get better. And so what would you, you can just briefly tell, why did you even become a financial advisor? 
Um, so I did not choose to become a financial advisor on my own. It was not anything that I desired to do. Um, right. this was, this was all God ordained. Um, I, when I retired from the military, I actually wanted to be a school teacher. That's what I wanted to do. And, um, I put out applications. I submitted my resume. Um, no one was calling me back. And I can remember one particular day I prayed and I asked God, I said, Lord, I need a job. And right. a friend of ours happened to call me that day. And he said, Aaron, have you ever considered working for Edward Jones? And I said, no, I never considered working for Edward Jones. And he says, well, why don't you come and let's talk about it? And the only reason why I went to talk to him, Pastor Diane, is because I just prayed about needing a job. Right. And so long story short, I end up getting hired. I end up passing all of my regulatory exams. Um, nine months later, I get offered a, um, an office that already had assets in the office, which was a big deal. So I always say, you know, if God is pulling you out of your comfort zone, let him pull you out your comfort zone because you just never know, um, where he's trying to get you to. And I I just never would have thought, um, you, you're talking to a girl whose credit score was in the four hundreds. Uh, I spent every dime that I made, um, Steve and I, our house went into foreclosure twice. They repossessed our cars. So, um, before our paycheck hit the bank, we were in the negative. So, um, there's nothing that anybody's experiencing financially that we have not experienced. And so for God to have me in the financial industry, teaching people how to, you know, prepare for retirement, it just blows my mind. Right, right. Um, So one thing that I would say is it's not how much money you make, it's how much money you keep. And um, you will hear people say all the time, live below your means. I think in our community, one of the biggest mistakes we make is we try to live above our means. You know, big house. We want the fancy cars. We want the nice clothes, the purses, the shoes. Um, And all of those things are nice. But those things are not um, items that build any type of value. Those are uh, liabilities. They are not assets. And so we want to spend our, use our money towards um, assets, things that are going to grow and, and, and be worth more than what we pay for them later on in life. Right. Now, let me ask you a question related to that. Um, with, with working there, and how long have you worked there with Joan? I've been there for 10 years. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay you can continue. It was a, I love your, your knowledge. So it seems like it's... Um, it's actually getting people to think differently about their finances and what they do with them and to not um, to overspend them, but actually retain some of that for maybe like the rainy day that we're going to talk about real soon. So, Yes, ma'am. Um, I think as believers, I think the number one and, and Steve and I teach a, a financial class and we talk about the eight rules of money. But the number one rule is that it's not ours. Right. Right. The the earth is the Lord and the fullest thereof. So he gives us the ability to get wealth. It's not our wealth. And so I think one of the biggest mistakes we as believers we make is we think that the money is ours. So we don't when we don't ask God, how should I spend this? We don't ask him. 
Uh, we don't pray about it. Once our paychecks come in the bank, we don't pray about it. We just start, you know, writing out checks, start sending it here, sending it there. We haven't consulted God at one at one point about God, how do you want me to to spend this money? Um, so I think that's the number one thing is we forget that it's not ours. And if wow. we would start consulting um, the giver, um, right. then I think that we would see a difference immediately in our finances. Immediately we would see a difference. So now you said, I love what you just said, uh, because I've never really heard anybody say that like that, like what you just said, because people feel like I go work for my check. So this is my money. And so, and nobody tells me what to do with my money. And, and being a Christian, we know how we should think, but 99% of not times we don't actually do what we should do, you know, with our finances. So Christians can be notorious for being overspenders or living above that mean. When you became a financial advisor, it helped you manage your own money. Am I correct? It, it did. And um, I will say that in our finances, I do not run the finances. Steve does. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you got to find out who, who's better at, at the finances, right? You so got to know. And if you're, you know, if you are married, you've got to know who is the better money manager. And, right. and you got to be willing to, to partner with that person to get to, you know, wherever God is trying to get you to. Um, I can remember years ago, um, God gave Steve a system to get us out of debt. Right. And it it required, and I'm talking to the married women right now. Um, <laughs> okay, it, it required it required me um, giving up my credit cards. It required me turning over my checkbook. Um, right. it, it required me uh, allowing. Uh, we each had an allowance. We get a certain amount of money every paycheck to spend on whatever. Once right. I was, I, I used up my funds, then I didn't get anything until the next payday. Right. Um, so it required me submitting to the plan that God had given my husband um, for us to get out of debt. And can I just tell you, Pastor Diane, it worked. We got out of debt. And so a lot of times, you know, we as women, we are the biggest adversary in our homes when it comes to money. You know, yes. we're, we're constantly out spending what we shouldn't be spending. Uh, we're secretive. We're, we're hiding. We're lying. We're going out. We're buying stuff. And then we're hiding it in the closet. Right. You know, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Yes. We're I know what you're talking about. <laughs> and, um, and God is, is trying to get us to the next level. But we're, you know, we're fighting our husbands in that arena. Right. So, but do you think the reason why women are doing that, that there's a deeper issue going on? with them while they doing it. I know when people overeat, they call it emotional overeaters, but are they emotional overspenders maybe that, you know, who something is going on to make them feel like they have to validate themselves with items um, of merchandise oh, yeah. to feel good about themselves. Yes, so, Yes, ma'am. I would, I would definitely say that that could be one of the problems. That could be one of the root issues, you know. Um, and then another one could be just not willing to to submit to the authority um, in our homes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, and 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 I'm not saying. Let me just say this. I'm not saying that that they get it right all the time. You know. Right. Um, right. I, I know that uh, that husbands make mistakes. You know, they they take a left turn when they should be taking a right. I right, understand. Right. But when but when we're submitted, when we're submitted under the, the authority of our husbands and then under the authority of God, God's going to get them back on track. He is right. going to get 
them back on track. And so um, the most powerful position that we can be is in a, in a state of, hum- of humility and submission, because God is going to he is going to make sure that things are done properly and correctly. Right. Wow. That is so true. Well, I tell you, just hearing about um, it looked like getting back in order. So uh, we just got to get under headship and leadership uh, with our finances. And I think it's a battle to let go of the control of, you know, like I said, people, their money or not wanting mm-hmm. somebody else to tell them. But I tell you, when two come together in agreement, you can actually get a lot uh, done together. And I think that's what happened to you and your husband, that you two came together in agreement. You have one mind, one heart, one spirit. And I think when you can do that, God can not only command the blessing, but God can release the blessing to you. Yeah. And that um, he gave you, and, and blessings doesn't always come in money, but it comes in your, your, your knowledge. You opening your eyes to see the truth. Like you see, I need to give him the checkbook instead of me taking the checkbook. I need to get my credit card. And humility is a big part for, for people. And uh, you got to find out who's the spender and you got to find out who's the saver, right? So I'm assuming that you're the spender and, your, the husband, spender. and your husband <laughs> is the saver. So we got, um, congratulate, see, 23 years and you got that down pat, you know. Some people <laughs> never get that down pat, you know, yeah, but I'm glad... <laughs> I'm glad you got that one. That's that's a good nugget for someone. Also, I want to go with something that you talked in, in the you wrote an article in the magazine called "Were You Prepared for the Rainy Day?" And we all have a rainy day. And with COVID and this world, we probably had a couple more than a um, rainy day. We've had a, probably had some storms come because COVID has turned the world kind of a little bit upside down for some people and for a lot of people. You know, COVID changed the dynamics of a lot of things. Why is it money such a big issue for people? Why is it such a big issue for people to save money? I'm just, why, why is money? And I know the love of money is, is the root of all evil, but is this just a mind problem or a people problem? But money is really um, a big problem right now. So people are living paycheck to paycheck. And when COVID hit, it brought up a new wave of issues and problems that people did not have savings reserve or just was not prepared for any day, not just a rainy day. They just weren't prepared for just, uh, you know, just life in, in general. How, how can we change that direction? And my heart goes out to women because I'm a woman and uh, we really want to see women equipped and, and and built up so they can actually not only support their husband, but help each other. Like you like to help women. I like to help women. Um, you know, how can we help change the tide where people are more uh, understand that that money is not mine. That money is really God, but I, I don't want to eat it all. I don't want to spend it all, but I want to, you know, maybe save 10 and and spend 10 and you know and you know do you know use the 90 percent for something else i've heard of those kind of rules you know or the 80 percent rule you know right um so i i would go back to it's a heart it's really a heart issue right it's really um if if you if you look at you take your checkbook out and you look at where you spent your money, you know, just go over the last 30 days and look where you spent your money. That will reveal to you where your heart is located at. Wow. It will show you where your heart is located at. If I if I didn't spend my money at dealers, Amazon, McDonald's, 
um, the, the, the shoe store online, the hot, the, uh, Pots Ross. <laughs> because, <laughs> but it's going to oh. reveal to me where my heart is, where, right. you know, it's going to reveal that. And so I, I really believe that we have to go back to the heart of the matter. Um, okay. somewhere money has become our Lord and our God. It is right. more important to us than, um, than anything else. And, and it, and it's revealed in the way that we we um, that we spend it. Um, it's revealed in the way that we're not managing it. It's revealed in the way that we are not we're not praying and giving it over to God and asking God how does He want us to spend it. Right, and so right. I really believe that it boils down to it's a heart thing. We we've got to go back and we got to get our heart right when it concerns money. Right. Um, right. I know uh, if if my husband, he grew up in in the projects. And so once we started making money and God started blessing us, we had to we had to go back and and, and get rid of that mindset because we were we were holding on to it so tight because we we hadn't had it before, you know. And so we had had to release it because God was saying, I need you to be a, a, a funnel. I need to be able to get it through you through you so you can get it to other people. So um it really goes back to, you know, the, the matters of our heart at right. the end of the day, it, it is a matter of the heart. Um, and until can, we get that right, we, how can, how can, and I understand you saying a matter of the heart, how can they, like, did y'all have support support system? Do you have people working with you kind of guiding and leading you? Cause sometimes when people, they want to change, but they don't know how to make the change. Yeah. And so they might want to save. So how would they just jumpstart or how would they take baby steps just to mm-hmm. gradually get their minds renewed, but also start doing practical steps? Because in any type of, um, I guess, stronghold like that, you can't win it by yourself. Right, right. You can't go by yourself. So, like I said, two two is better than one. So when one falls, the other one can get get the other one up. So as mm-hmm. you try to navigate through your finances, did you go to a support group? Did you do it? Did you have your, you know, was it some at your church or was that did you get a counselor or just how did you start navigating? Or did was just it your husband that gave you guidance? Um, so one thing that we, we, that we did was we, we had a budget, we set up a budget. Okay. Um, I think that the basis of any financial, if you're trying to make a financial change is you got to have a budget. You got to okay. know where your money is going, okay. right? You got to know, um, a budget. You basically, a budget is you're telling your money where to go instead of you wondering, where did my money go? Right. You okay. ever got okay. to the end of the month? You're like, where did all my money go? Okay. That's because okay. you don't have a budget and right. you don't know. The thing, your obligations should be on that budget, your fixed expenses, your water, your electricity, your gas, your phone, your cable. How much it, does it cost for you to eat at the grocery store? Um, all of those things, your tithes, all of those things should be on your budget. Right. right. Um, and it's almost impossible for you to be a good money manager if you don't have a budget. Okay. Because a like budget that. is you managing your finances. It's you okay. managing your money and telling your money where it needs to go. So you want so to first start with the budget. Every, the budget. Everybody need a budget. Okay, I like that. Yes. And if you don't have a budget, then that's part of the problem is because you don't you don't know where your money is going. Your money is telling you is like you said earlier, your money is running you. You're not running right, you're right, not right. Right. So the right. next thing is you want to you want to control your expenses. 
Okay. Right. You don't want, you've got to, and I said this earlier, it's not how much you make, it's how much you keep. Right. You could be making a hundred thousand dollars, but if your expenses is $110,000, you're not making any money. Right. right. Okay. Right. Because you're, you're, you're living above your means. You're, right. you're living above more than you, but what you make. And, and we know the, that the word of God says that if we're faithful over small, he's going to make us ruler over many. So if we don't know how to manage 30,000, what we, we praying for God for 300,000, he's not going to do that. He's just mm-hmm. not going to do that. No, he's not going to do that. So once you do your budget and you see what your bottom line is, so, so say for instance, um, you have, you have, and I'm just going to stay in in round figures. So you get $5,000 a month and, um, your expenses are 5,500. So now, you know, you need to trim some things. Okay. If you're spending, if you're spending $500 at the grocery store, then look and see where you can trim that. Um, one way to trim your, your, um, what you spend at the grocery store is to take a list only buy what's on the list. What happens is we'll we'll piecemeal the grocery store. Can you stop by the store and get the next day? Can you stop (laughs) by the store and get some eggs? Can you stop by the store and get some Okay. And you know, when you go in there, you're not going to just get one thing, right? right? You're going no. right? to two for one on ketchup. You're going to get the ketchup, take that ketchup home, and you still got two bottles of ketchup in the cabinet that you can you know? So true, so, so true. The first thing is to just use a grocery list when you go right. to the grocery store. That okay. will help trim um, what you're spending at the grocery th- store. Another one is uh, don't eat out to lunch every day of the week. Take okay. your lunch some days, right? Okay. Um, you will see, you will free up a couple hundred dollars just by not sp- not eating out to lunch every single day. You'll okay. you'll free up a, a hundred a couple of hundred dollars. I like um, that. Another thing is, um, if you if you if you're a shopper, and if you if you buy a dress and you go to you put it in your closet and you still got dresses in there that got tags on it, then you don't buy another dress until you wear all them dresses that you got them tags on. Okay, I see what you're saying. You know what saying. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Just practical <laughs> I can't information. I dress until I, I wear what I already got in my closet. So right. it, it, really, it really requires discipline, Pastor Diane. It, it, it requires that. discipline and, and you wanting to get to the next level that God has for you because we won't get there if we're just not being good stewards of what he's already entrusted us with. Right. We just won't so get what I've heard you say that you need to know that your money does not belong to you. You need mm-hmm. to have a budget. Yes, ma'am. I, I, um, you need to not spend all your money. It's at one time. The the <laughs> list is awesome. Got to have a grocery list. Just some practical things, and you need to take your lunch sometime. So that'll that'll save you a couple of hundred dollars. So I know that'll our viewers going to. Yes, ma'am. That'll free up a couple of hundred dollars. You without without you even trying hard, just taking your lunch a couple of days out the week instead of eating out every day. Wow. It's amazing where our money go because we don't know where it's going, right? Wow. So that has been awesome. Uh, Let me ask you a few more questions before I let you go. I thoroughly enjoyed this. You got so much wisdom in finance because we want our women and we want people to be debt free. I know you have young kids. um, You got uh, teenagers, young adults, and you have uh, your daughters at home. Are you training them in the same way that you and your husband are training? Are you training them now in the way that they should go, you know, in the beginning stages of finances too, like that? Yes, ma'am. So our girls, um, they have, they have a prepaid 
credit cards that da- their dad ga- gave them. And um, they do chores to get money on their credit cards. Okay. Um, the boys, we are, we have, since our credit is so good, we have uh, put them as co-signers on our credit card. So they have credit automatically. Oh, great. Um, great. And if you have, you have young adults uh, that are children that are working and they're, they're trying um, and you have good credit, that's something that you can do to help them is you right. can have them as a co-user on your cards. And then that, that way they will have instant credit. Uh, our kids have investments. So uh, we've uh, we started investment counts for them. We put money into it every single month. Um, what else? So I would say that they, what, Steve? Oh, they have life insurance. We have life insurance policies on them that have a cash value to them. So if when they get older, if they want to take that cash value and start a business or buy a home, they have that. Um, oh, wow. So um we, we've we've tried to make decisions and uh, do things so they will have a head start in life um, when they leave our home. Yes, yes. I, I heard your husband say something that if they read a book, they, they he pays them or something like that. If they right, so that, for- that was something that he did with our boys that he would you know they would get paid twenty dollars for every book that they read, wow. and um, it's just teaching them. Um, just sowing the, the different types of seeds in their life, you know, like and, and teaching them how to build knowledge and understanding. Wow, so yes, that's ma'am. a blessing. That's a blessing. I'm getting, we get near the end with COVID here. Is there any financial advice that you would give people? And I know you've shared some, and you might have said I kind of covered all, but you know, you know, the job market is crazy and. Some people are working and not working, and COVID has really changed the landscape of a lot of things. Um, any advice how they could still save during COVID? Uh, just the practical? Are you just saying just continue to do the practical things of cutting back a little bit here, a little bit there? Um, yes, I would. I would definitely say that. Um, so I know that that the government has, you know, issued a couple of stimulus stimulus checks and. Um, I would just, I would just hope that they saved some of that money. You know, um, COVID happened to us, but we didn't have all of the expenses that we had before COVID. We weren't driving back and forth to work. We weren't having to uh, make sure that we got clothes for work. Most of us, we we were able to work from home. So um, even during COVID, a lot of people were able to save because they didn't have as many expenses. Um, I think that, um, it, it goes, it does go back to mindset and looking at it as an opportunity more than something that was done to us. It was something that was done for us. It gave us an opportunity where we may not have been able to save as much as we were before because we were in the hustle and bustle of working, but sitting at home, logging onto a computer, not having as many expenses that we had, we had for most people, it was an opportunity to be able to put some money away. That's a blessing. So some people took saw it as an advantage and others saw it as a disadvantage, depending on how they looked at it. You know, I tell right. you, having God's perspective makes a big difference, doesn't it? And it does. or doing it God's way makes a big difference. Uh, one more question before we transition. I know you have a book out, a devotional, and I think it's God's chocolate chip. Is that my correct? Yes, ma'am. You want to say a little bit about that? Um, and I know you have a radio program and um, 
I might have missed a little bit, but why don't you tell us a little bit about you and what you do personally? Because I'm big into um, self-care, self-motivation, self-development as a as a female. And so mm-hmm. I want you to inspire women who uh, want to, you know, maybe, you know, maybe write a journal, a book or start a business. You say you got businesses. Just tell us about you as we get ready to come to a close. Um, so I wrote a 31-day uh, journal, daily devotional journal, and it's it's really just stories that happen to us every single day. Um, right. And um, the way that I wanted to present God was I really wanted people to see God as um, an up-close and personal God, because I don't know about you, Pastor Diane, but I grew up in um, and the, the sanctified church. And so God right. always seemed very far off to me. Right. right <laughs> like, right. Was like, Oh my goodness, I got to do that. I got to live like this. I got to, I mean, it was, it just seemed impossible right. to reach him. And so I wanted to just, you know, reveal a God that's up close and personal and concerned about our every single day. And so it's some stories in there about my everyday life is one in there where I go into, um, dollar general and I go off on the lady, <laughs> Right, right, right. Um, so, um, so, and then I do a morning. I, I do a morning uh, Bible study every morning at six thirty, Monday through Friday, where we just uh, study the Word of God and um, whatever God gives me to share, I share it. I, I just want to be a be a vessel and help people as much as I can to see that God is not far away, like you know, right. You, we've, we've been led to believe in some instances, you know, he's concerned about everything that we can, we're concerned about. He's concerned about every struggle that we're going through. Um, he, he's just, he's just there with us through everyday life. So um, that is my whole purpose for doing that um, is to encourage and to let people know that God, he, he will never, he'll never change his mind about us. He'll never Amen. walk away. Ever. Amen. Amen. He's with us. And I, I personally have a copy of the devotion. I highly recommend it. I'm talking about it's inspiration. It's encouraging. It makes you laugh. It's humorous. And it's where a lot of us, uh, if we wrote it, we probably could. I, we we all identify with you. You say, you share stuff that we always wanted to share, but we didn't have the courage to share, you know, so. But they were great uh, opportunities of just growth. And uh, thank you for being a vessel of honor, vessel that God can use. Thank you for your faithfulness uh, to just continue to do what God has called you and to do. Um, I salute you as a woman of God, and I'm proud, honored to have you on this podcast. Honored to hear about finances because I found out tonight it's definitely a mindset. So we got to get some mind. We got to get our minds changed and renewed. So. That's what we want to encourage our listeners to do, to change your thinking about your finances and give it to God and let God guide and lead you. Is that what you're trying to tell me, Minister Aaron? <laughs> yes, let God ma'am. lead let, your finances? Let God lead your finances. He is the one that gave you the ability to get the web, so let him direct you and guide you. He will not steer you wrong. And um, if, if I may, Pastor Diane, um, I don't know how we are on time, but I just really want to speak... Um, really quick on the spirit of discouragement. Um, It it is like the the Lord has really been talking to me about that. There's some things that have have happened in my own personal life, and I've seen it just around the body of Christ. Um, The spirit of discouragement is there to to make us doubt God and and, and not believe that he will do what he said he was going to do in our lives. And if God has given you an idea, if he's told you to do something, if he's given you an idea about 
book, if he's told you to write a play, yeah. if he's given put put the gift of poetry in your lips, um, if if he's um led you to do a podcast, yes. um, if he <laughs> to do something in the in the body, um, if he's led you to 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 start a business, he wants you to go into the into the workplace. Um, do it. Just just step out on faith and do it. And 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 just know that whenever the spirit of discouragement shows up, it means that you're on the right track. You yes. you are on the that God intended for you to be on and it's coming to try to sidetrack you, trying to get you off off balance, but just keep going. Pick yourself up, dust yourself yes, off, yes. get back in there, do what God told you yes. to do. Because I promise you, once you get to the other side, it will be so rewarding and so many people will be blessed by the gift of you. So don't allow discouragement um, mm-hmm. to stop you. Don't allow it. Don't allow it. It's going to happen, but just don't allow it to stop you. Okay. Amen. Oh, no. I appreciate that word. That's a powerful word because people are facing different uh, obstacles right now. And you're telling them, do not allow discouragement to stop them. I heard someone say, whatever it is, just keep moving. Just so I don't care moving. how it looks, just keep moving. Just get up and get moving and get involved and get connected and God's going to take you somewhere. How many of you know we need to go somewhere in God? And so I, yes, I am serious. I appreciate that encouraging word for our viewers because people are facing different things. And I tell you what God has brought you through and what God is bringing you through can only not only help you, but help someone else too. So thank you. Thank you so much, Minister Aaron, for being on this episode and providing your wisdom and insight and, and this is our conclusion. We want to thank our listeners. And I tell you, get ready for the next episode because God is about to do something through You Matter Podcast. Bless you and have an awesome day. I look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you, Minister Aaron. You be blessed. Thank you. Bye-bye, Pastor Diane. Bye-bye.